0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who
1: will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. We're answering questions about predestination this week. So, Pastor Michael, here's our question. If God
0: chooses, then how could He hold us accountable? Awesome question. Um... I love it. So here's what we have to do. Uh, I'm going to just take some time and we're going to read scripture together. And uh, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 9 directly addresses like this exact question. Um, But in order to understand the context that he's addressing it in, we have to go back to the Old Testament because he is going to answer the question in the same way that God responded to Job with a similar question. Mm -hmm. So in Job chapter 40, um, that's where we're going to read from a little bit. And then we'll go to Romans 9. Um, But Job is trying to comprehend how God could allow all of this bad tragedy to happen in his life. I mean, he lost his kids. He lost Mm -hmm. his stuff. He lost everything. His whole world was turned upside down. His physical body was uh, under immense pain and suffering. And and he had these three idiot friends who were trying to help him understand it. (laughs) So anyways, um, we get to Job 40. And here is what it says. And the Lord said to Job... Shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty? I mean, and the question is, how could you do this? Right. How could you do this? And God looks at him and says, shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer it. Like God's not happy with Job right now. Let's just mm-hmm. be clear, okay? And then Job says in verse 3, answered the Lord and said, behold, I am of small accounts, That's a great perspective. Isn't it? Like, I'm little teeny weeny Job. You're huge. I'm so sorry. And and the motive behind Job Job was accusation. How could you? Yes. And God's like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I'd be willing to have a conversation with you if you were genuine. Mm -hmm. And like, just like, hey, man, I love you. Whatever the answer is, I'll trust you. But like. You don't wag your finger at God, right. okay? And uh, I get this, right? Um, my daughters can come ask me anything they want. We There is no discussion off the table, right? But as soon as my daughter Attitude. comes up to me and is like – why did you do that i'm like girl you want to have a conversation change your tone right now okay (laughs) ain't happening okay you know so um, i get god in this like this is like natural like you don't disrespect god he is your dad and you can run to him and cry to him but you gotta honor him as Mm -hmm. a dad so job wasn't honoring him and and then here's what job says again behold i am of small account what shall i answer to you i lay my hand on my mouth I have spoken once and I will not answer twice, but I will proceed no further. Like I am so sorry. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, by the way. So now there's like insanity. And the Lord's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. like puff up my chest and be like, yep. like who are you? Oh man. Okay. So here's what he says. The Lord answers Job out of the whirlwind and said, dressed for action, like a man, I will question you and you will make it known to me. Will you even put me in the wrong? Will you condemn me that, that you may be in the right? Have you an arm like god and can you thunder with a voice like his like whoa (laughs) that's right like okay (laughs) no no one can do that like god i'm so sorry you know and what we have to just acknowledge is that like you're unfair this finger wagging tendency when we see the things that god does in scripture is in us. That's and right. And God does not appreciate that. It doesn't mean God is opposed to the question, um, but God is opposed to the attitude. That's right. Now, God never tells Job why. Um, we know because we read about mm-hmm. Satan in Job 1, 2, and 3, et cetera, but like Job never seems to understand why. And here's the crazy thing. God doesn't owe Job an answer on earth.
1: And that's why we're to trust him. We know that he he loves us and he has our best interests at heart. And even when we come to him with that attitude God's big enough to handle our attitude yep. because he loves us in spite of our response and yep. our, our wrong attitudes. Yep.
0: And, and, and let's be straight. God blessed Job. God returned to him, despite his attitude, mm-hmm. um, more than what he had before he lost it. So that's, I mean, positive, right? So yes. God's love for Job didn't stop, right? Um, but God never answered his question. And this is actually a question that God does not answer. And I, he doesn't answer it on purpose. So now let's That's transition right. to Romans chapter nine. We'll start in verse ten. And we're going to read through this, and uh, I'll draw your attention to some of the things that happen on the way through this. Romans nine ten. When Rebecca had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works but because of him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger as it is written, Jacob, I loved, but Esau, I hate it. Let me just summarize really quick mm-hmm. what we just heard. Um, Rebecca um, and Isaac had two children, Jacob and Esau, and before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, so that everybody might know that God does things not based on our future decisions, but based on his own purposes, here's what it said before they were even born. I love Jacob. I hate Esau. I'm opposed to Esau and everything he stands for before he's even born. Why? Because I'm God and I can. Mm-hmm. So let's continue. Verse 14. What shall we say then? And we get to hear the accusation mm-hmm. that is going to come. Because the speaking of the arguments he's already
1: flying at totally,
0: him. Totally. Like the readers, he's like, oh, they're not going to like that. That's like not fair. So here's what he says. Is there injustice on God's part? Like that's the accusation. Like that's not fair. And he says, <laughs> by no means, exclamation point. For he says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Like God's like, I do whatever I want. I am the one who shows mercy and compassion, and I put it on whomever I choose. Verse 16, so then it does not depend on human will or exertion but on God who has mercy. But I thought it was my free will that chose God. He says, no, it's not your free will. You didn't choose God. God chose you. He showed you mercy Mm -hmm. because he wanted to. Before you were born, before you had done anything good or bad, he did that for you. So he goes on. For the scripture says in verse 17 to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens Whomever he wills. Now you can just hear the responses of the readers. You mean God hardened Pharaoh's heart, and that's why Pharaoh did the things he did because God did that in him? And then here's what they're going to say How could God possibly blame Pharaoh? How could he hold Pharaoh accountable for what he did if? God was the one who hardened his heart and made him do it in the first place. And that's the question for today. So we're building up to this. Mm-hmm. Like, God, how do you still blame him? How could you send Pharaoh to hell when you're the one who hardened his heart? So verse 19 says, you will say to me then, why does he still find fault? Who can resist his will? And then here's the answer. But who are you, O oh man, to answer back to God? Harken back to Job. Mm-hmm. Paul is Treating the the hypothetical questioner like God treated Job. That's right. He hears in the question a finger wagging accusation. Who are you, O oh man? Verse twenty. To talk back to God. Well, what is molded? Say to the molder. Why have you made me like this? Has the potter, God, no right over the clay, you and me, to make out of the same lump? One vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience, patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? Why would he do that? Why would God, um, out of humanity, have one lump made for mercy and one month, one lump made for um, wrath? Well, here's what he says In order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy. Which he has prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. Amen. Yes. Deep breath. Wow. Let me summarize. Paul gives no answer. Really, that's helpful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who are you, oh man, to talk back to God? Like this is the mystery. Um, Why would God still hold someone accountable when he has hardened their heart to do what they did? And here's what I know. If you knew what God knew, you would do what God does. Every time. Every time. And if you saw the reason why God did something, you would always say, I agree with your reasoning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But he doesn't. He doesn't tell us. he says, at
1: times we don't need to know. We yes, have to trust him.
0: You have to trust him. On the day of judgment. Nobody will wag their finger at God when they see what God sees and how he makes the decisions and say, you are unjust. How could you possibly send them to hell when you are the one who hardened their heart in the first place? Now, one of the things we got to make clear is that Pharaoh's heart was already hard. He'd already chosen to reject God. Right? God took somebody whose heart whose heart was already hard and just hardened it more to accomplish his own purpose. And if we go
1: back and read that scripture, five times Pharaoh hardened his heart, five times God hardened his heart. Yep. And
0: and the question is, who did it first? At the end of the day, (laughs) I mean, that's not totally relevant because when we get here, Paul uses this as an illustration. Look, if God, if he wants, he could make one person destined for wrath and another person destined for mercy, and he can do that Mm -hmm. because he's God. And if you want to say that's not fair, deal with it right now i love that he poses as a question he says what if god did that he doesn't actually say god did that so did does god or did god make vessels of wrath prepared for destruction great question it's kind of like the big question mark over the text will Mm -hmm. paul tell me the answer he doesn't but here's what he does say if that's what god wanted to do he would be fully just to do it because he is in control he is the potter We are the clay. That's right. We overestimate our autonomy and our ability to self-determine our futures. We tend to think that we are the most important person in the universe. We are here because God made us. And we're here because God wanted to have his name glorified throughout all of creation and making every individual that he made, he believed would be the best route to do that. No human is arbitrary. We all exist to bring God the most amount of glory. Amen. So we go back to Job. Job asks the same basic question, that's not fair, how could you? And God says, shut your mouth. <laughs> and then Paul hears his hypothetical rhetorical questions coming at him and he says, don't talk back to God. Right. Like there are some things you just can't know. God can do whatever he wants. And the question for us is, will you trust him in his heart that everything he does is perfect?
1: Once again, great answer, Pastor Michael, to the question. Listeners, thanks for joining us today. And don't forget, you can submit your questions to our podcast by going to our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A Podcast Question. Please join us next time when we answer another question about predestination, when the question will be, How does Calvinism affect our role in evangelism and in prayer?